It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. Time for the Drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda Harris. Cheers. And our guest today from the Mare Island Brewing Company, co-owners Kent Fortner and Hello. Ryan Gibbons. Nice to be here with you guys. Welcome to the Brew Ha Ha, folks. The Drive Brew Ha Ha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewing Company and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Herlinda! I am so excited to have these guests on. I've been wanting to have them on like since I even first heard that there was a brewery going on to Mare Island because I was born there. My father was stationed there three times. I lived at 816 Laws Avenue, the last street in Mare Island, and um, finally there's like a brewery there. And you're not even just doing one you know, little thing there. You guys are going full on, you know, a couple of tap rooms, including in Benicia, where I actually went to high school as well. So there's a lot of history here. There's a lot of history on Mare Island. It's like the oldest uh, military naval base west of the Mississippi, oldest golf course west of the Mississippi. The chapel there that I used to go to at Midnight Mass is there, and that's actually also one of the oldest uh, stained glass uh, chapels west of the Mississippi as well. For Tiffany military stained chapel. glass, yeah. Tiffany stained glass. So, but and then with my other love, beer. How <laughs> awesome is that? So I'm so excited to have you guys here. So thanks for coming all the way out from Mare Island. And it not raining today, so you could. It make was a it good here. day to drive. Yeah, I was going to say the traffic wasn't as bad as uh, we, we would normally see, but it was nice to get over here. Yeah, it's no picnic to drive between that area and here, but we appreciate you guys coming. Yeah. Well, we had beer in tow, so it always makes it easy. <laughs> and we're glad you brought plenty. <laughs> we did. We, we did. did lots of beer. We're having a nice crisp pilsner right now, and we're just talking a little bit about like what you guys are doing for your styles, and you guys like are running the gamut there for. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we're trying to do is, you know, keep it classic. We're not tracing, tra- uh, chasing the trends uh, whatsoever. But if we're gonna if we're gonna make a style, we're gonna we're gonna make it good. And so hopefully this pilsner is, is hitting the spot. I know uh, you're liking some pilsners over there. I'm liking this one. Fantastic. It's very crisp. It's beautiful. Well, let's start with a little bit of history about Mare Island Brewing. How did it begin? And how did sure. you guys meet? How did we meet, Fortner? It was a crush pad up in Napa. We're both winemakers by trade. We are. Uh, I was actually an assistant winemaker at the place where Kent makes his brand of Pinot Noir, Road 31. Yep. And he was a custom client of ours, so we've been fast friends. And I traveled the world making wine after that, and we crossed paths again. And how did you uh, come up with Maryland Brewing Well, Company? I moved down from Napa down to Mare Island looking for a house, and we found an old 1916 officer's mansion. Moved into it, redid it. You probably know the mansion. I would guess it's right across from the St. Peter's Chapel. I think that's actually um, the one that my friend Catherine Harmony's father, Captain Harmony, that lived at. I spent a lot of time up there. Big attics upstairs that like were as big as most people's houses with the wood so and everything. That's the one right next door. We're from. We're just right next door to that one, but I am in that one on a regular basis. I know oh exactly goodness. what you're talking about. It's a magical house. And uh, when I got there, the sort of forefathers of... Um, of Vallejo came and they're like, Hey, would you like to move your wine brand down here to Vallejo? And I was like, well, you know, my wine folks, they really like to wear penny loafers and kind of see the vines and be in this sort of pastoral <laughs> setting. And they would look at all these old cranes that are resting and be like, what the heck's up with those cranes? But my brewing friends, they would look at this and say, check out those cranes. Those things are awesome. And so, um, I actually wrote a business plan for a brewery and I had a lot of brewing home brewing experience, but I didn't have commercial brewing experience. And then meanwhile, um, 
the economy tanked. I'm holding on by dear life. Mm-hmm. Ryan's off traveling. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, even though we had become fast friends. We hadn't kept in touch. I had a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. And then I ran back into Ryan at a, uh, at a coffee shop up in Napa, yeah, actually. Up at the Oxbow. And I'm yeah. like, what the heck you been doing? And Ryan's like, well. I think you asked me where I was making wine. And yeah. uh, it was kind of a, a little giggle. And I said, I'm actually not making wine anymore. I went over to a little place you guys might know, Lagunitas over here, and uh, got a job as a brewer. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Kent kind of gave the whole, huh. And then a week later, he's like, we, we should have lunch. So hadn't seen each other for a while and saw each other twice in one week. How long ago was this? This was uh, 2013, early yep. 2013. Yep. So where are we, 10 years oh, from wow. now? Yep. Jeez. Yeah. And now, i got to be honest, we didn't have two nickels to rub together. So this whole, <laughs> like, we painted the original tap room. We, I mean, we did everything on a shoestring when we first got yeah. started. And uh, we have been really good friends prior to the the business and like even just driving over here just reminds me like the partnership's fantastic and that's a huge <laughs> that's a huge part of the joy of, of what really, we do really cool so yeah. vallejo so um a lot of people if you don't know about mare island so mare island was a big naval base and it really supported the town of vallejo and when they decided to close the naval base as they did with like alameda and with all the presidio etc it almost killed the town of Vallejo. Oh, it did. It actually, that yeah. Vallejo went bankrupt, one yeah. of the only uh, cities that have gone bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. and a good friend of mine um, is with city management over there, and she's like, Herlinda, we've got some really cool stuff coming, you know, going over there. There's a brewery going in there, so that's how I found out about you guys. She's like, you have to come down here and check it out. I'm, I know you have the history here. And it sounds like the city of Vallejo is really working with businesses as well as putting homes and things up there. You know, there's um, a, a university there. I think what Toro. The Toro University Medical School, mm-hmm. and then they also have uh, Cal Maritime, which is a, a oh, yeah, huge. The they, they're huge supporters of our tap room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sailors, of course. drinking yeah. like sailors, keeping the old tradition. Yeah, yeah. they're worth a thousand dollars a week. It's fantastic. My, my, my dad would would second that as well. <laughs> and then yeah. All right, so you guys decide to come together, build a brewery. Correct. The beer themselves, what were you thinking as far as what are we going to do beer-wise? That's a, a great question because, you know, the industry and craft allows you to do just so many different things. But one of the things we always go back to as our roots as winemakers is we want balance in beers, you know. Yep. There's a lot of beers out there that you throw a bunch of hops in it and uh, or put a lot of alcohol and it. it just seems completely dis- disjointed. And so when we look at beers, we, we want to make sure that we have not just the hops, we have the malt in there as well. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying that as our hydraulic sandwich IPA, our, our probably our, our most popular beer is 7.1%, but it's it's that high of an ABV because the malt background in there needs to, to stand up to the hops in that. So, you know, all of our styles, we're... we're we're not chasing the trends of any kind of juicy or, or uh, any kind of pastry stouts or things uh, of that nature. So, you know, we have our classic golden ale, Saginaw golden ale. We have um, the West Coast IPA in our hydraulic sandwich, you know, a delicious coal shed stout. The Ivy Bell's Pilsner we're enjoying is a, a classic kind of German style. But one of the things we want to make sure all of our beers do is, is check the box and stay within the box at the same time of a delicious beer. So. But you guys are also, like, every time we've talked, um, you know, like, either at festivals and stuff, you, like, a big part of, like, what you're doing there is also about the history of Mare Island. Yeah, I mean, I, I love saying this isn't the Kent and Ryan Brewing Show because nobody would care, I'll be quite honest with you. It, I mean, Herlinda wouldn't have gotten us here if it was about us. It's because we're Mare Island Brewing Company. And there's 
every, there's a lot of us out here making great beer. The one thing that's um, sometimes lacking is the story behind the beers. So, you know, with with everybody these days, TikTok, everything's so fast and the, the generation's not really paying attention to history. We all slow down and listen over a beer to whatever's being said. So if we can actually instill some history and some amazing history from Vallejo by, uh, over a beer, then we've not only captured a, 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 an individual, we've captured a customer in that same time of, of, uh, with that history. Yeah, not to, not to be too grandiose about it, but like this is history that absolutely needs to be preserved, promoted. Um, like People don't understand what happened on Mare Island, how impactful it was to the entire world. We're not just talking about U.S. history. We're talking about world history, 1854 on. And, I mean, we don't have a lot of time here, but, you know, the parts for the atomic bomb left from here. Um, the world's first aircraft carrier was out of here. Uh, they built 14 of the 41 for freedom nuclear submarines out of there. I mean, the stories go on and on and on. So we feel like we are a marriage between great beer, but very classic styles between amazing history that's going on at the same time and our ability to kind of blend those two together. And they, they make for a pretty fantastic brand. One of the ways you've blended that, and I'm looking at several different cans of your beer right now is you've got, Ships on each <laughs> label. Yeah, yeah. And, and divers on your pills. Okay, I didn't see that one. Yep, There's yep, a diver yep, on that one. Yep. So you've connected the history through the labeling as well. Can I tell the story of the Please Ivy do. Bells for you? Please. So Ivy Bells Pilsner, which is what we're, we have in our glasses here. Um, Ivy Bells Pilsner. Ivy Bells was a code name for um, a, um, an operation that was during the Cold War. And there was a guy named Rickover. You probably lived near Rickover Street when you were there. Oh, it's yeah. named after him. Rickover figured out that between Moscow and the main naval base of the Soviet Union, there was a sea. There had to be a communication cable that went underneath it. So in the late 50s, during the height of the Cold War, we have no business being in the sea over in the Soviet Union. He sent a submarine over, specially designed. It went around the outside of the sea with a periscope, looking for a sign that said, warning cable crossing here in Russian. They found it. They assumed that was the communication cable. They traced it down to 400 feet deep of water, and they sent two divers. One is depicted on the front of our can, and a device that had been built on Mare Island clamped it to that cable, and we read everything the Soviets were saying between their Moscow and the main naval base unencoded for nine years. And we had to send a new um, submarine over there every six months to swap out the tape, bring it back, transcribe it on Mare Island, and then send it via secret cable back to Washington, D.C. And Reagan himself read these readouts every time he was going into a negotiation with the Soviets. So this is the kind of stuff that went on Mare Island. And Ryan and I are like, we got to come up with a cold lager. We got to come up with a cold story, Cold War story. Ivy Bells. Nice. Yeah. And an abbreviated version of that story is right on the label. You tell the story on the label. We always try to. My dad was a data systems chief in the first year that they had that designation. So there's a technology school. So he taught at the Mare Island Naval Schools Command, and he taught like this anti, like the Russian, like the, the technology and stuff so that we could understand what they were doing as well. Um, who's you know, I have to say, my, my father's brilliant, and <laughs> I got to taste my first beer because my father, in my first beer I tasted, was on Mare Island. Fantastic. On the lawn as my dad came back from <laughs> Vietnam, and I was probably seven or eight, and I got to sip his Olympia because, like, like, the thing that the he Oli. liked. The Oli. The Oli. He got to, like, mow his lawn when he came back from Vietnam, and he was, really, well, even though it really wasn't his lawn, it was military, but... You know, military housing, but doing something that normal, and he's like, "Miha, we go grab me a beer, and I could crack it, and I would have the have the first sip, 
and that's where I had my first beer. Well, it's an honor to, to bring beer from Mare Island for you to enjoy out here. I'm so excited right now, I, I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. You're then, listening to The Drive Brouhaha. Our guests today, Mare Island Brewing Company co-owners Kent Fortner and Ryan Gibbons. For more information on Mare Island Brewing, you can go to their website. It's Mare Island Brewing Co. C-O. Dot com. You guys have three locations, actually, right? We do. Um, we have our main and first location at the Vallejo Ferry Terminal, so it's right at the landing if you're heading into San Francisco from the Vallejo side. Then we have our Coal Shed Brewery, which is our mainstay uh, location. We brew all the beer there, but also uh, host events and have a tap room. And then what was it? June of twenty one. June of twenty one. We right. we did our uh, opened our Benicia location on First Street down there in a historic old brothel. Yeah, and I lived at high school in Benicia. And if you don't know, Benicia was the first capital of California. It was. And Benicia was the wife of General Vallejo. 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 And um, I went. It was in Rainbow Girls like next door to First Street, the Masonic Temple. Okay. Next to your tap room. No kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and as Ryan mentioned, that, that Benicia Tap House was a, a former brothel. And it was funny when we actually took it over, the owners, they had taken down a door jam that was inside when they had remodeled it way, way back in the day. And that door jam had some of the city forefathers and their phone numbers written on it from years and years and years and years ago. Well, so, Will you we, be putting the history of the brothel on a label on your beer yeah, I think soon. I think that will remain as a come dine at the Benicia Tap House, and we will tell that story when you sit down. <laughs> Well, I wanted to get over there um, before I had you guys on, but the weather was not cooperating. Um, Harry, I sent you a picture of the view uh, from their tap room. That is that from the coal shed tap room? That is from the coal shed there, yeah. looking back on Vallejo. We're right on the water. Yeah. We, have, we have two places on the water. Uh, both uh, the Coal Shed Tap Room and the Ferry Tap Room, and then the Benicia Tap Room is actually only three blocks off the water, but it's on the, it's yeah. on the cute, cute uh, main street of Benicia. So yeah, we look right at the water, and um, it's one of the key points that people, when they show up, they're like, "Wow, this is fantastic!" I'm like, "Yeah, COVID was great because we could space we could space tables out six feet apart, and we got a big crowd that came down." Just I don't think I've ever water. heard anybody say COVID was great. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. show here. I think on that note, you should crack another beer. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. What, what do you guys feel like? There? So what do you got over there? Let's I go to see. the Saginaw. Let's kind of keep there it we go. light. Uh, another fantastic story. So um, the Saginaw is actually the first ship built on Mare Island. Yeah. So when Kent and I were kind of going through the iterations of uh, what kind of beers were, are we going to make, what styles, what's the names going to be, uh, I remember I was actually sitting at the same coffee shop that he and I crossed paths and was doing a little Wikipedia research and found that the first ship on Mare Island's name was the Saginaw. So I said I, I texted him. I couldn't, couldn't do it fast enough and said, doesn't matter what beer we make, what style, it has to be the Saginaw. And so the story, I mean, hell, Kent, you could, you could talk about it. So the, we went down to the Maryland Historic Park Foundation, which is the, the museum on the island, which I now actually have the honor of sitting on the board of that. And there's this woman, Barbara. She's actually passed now, but she was the librarian. I said, hey, I need some information on the Saginaw. She said, read this. And she just hands me this book. It wasn't a super well-written book, but the story is unbelievable. Saginaw keel was laid in, I think it was 1857. It fought Confederates. It fought pirates. It did minesweeping. It was all over the place. It was on Midway Island. It was on its way back to Mare Island. And if you were on Midway back in the day, this is pre-radio, you were supposed to stop by this little atoll called Green Island because it was constantly shipwrecks. There was constantly castaways on this island. Well, they went to check for castaways. 
They blew some of the tidal calculations. They ended up shipwrecking on the island. Uh, 69 sailors made it off of the ship safely. They also got the Captain's Skiff, which is a Monomoy whaleboat, off of the ship itself. And depicted on the label. And depicted on our label. Thank you. And they, um, five sailors from the, the ones there, they all offered to sail 1,500 miles back to Hawaii. They got in a boat. They, um, the captain's skiff with some, with some sails on it. They started out. They got swamped by a rogue wave on way to day two. All their water, all their provisions got soiled. For 29 days, they were at sea with nothing. Uh, Cut albatross out of the air, flying fish, water off the sails. They get into Hawaii. They capsize coming into the present-day Kauai. Four of them perish. Oh. One named William Halford makes it ashore. He finds King Kamehameha. King Kamehameha sends a steamship back, rescues everybody else. He gets the Medal of Honor for this. He's buried in the Maryland Cemetery, which I sus- suspect you've seen the Maryland Cemetery out there. And his ancestors still live in uh, in, in Vallejo and wow. come in and, and, and love that we have a uh, beer that is telling their ancestral history. We drank the very first bottle of Saginaw Goldale. I think we had 15 followers on Instagram at the time <laughs> when we first started it with the great great-grandson of yeah. William Halford. Oh, my gosh. Yep, he came in and got the very first bottle with us. We have a photo of us drinking it with him. This may be the first brouhaha where there will be a history quiz at the end of the <laughs> program. And we're in the middle of the drive brouhaha. The drive brouhaha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewing Company and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guests today, Mare Island Brewing Company co-owners Kent Fortner and Ryan Gibbons. For more information on Mare Island Brewing, check out their website, mareislandbrewingco.com. They have three locations that you may visit. Their Ferry Tap Room, located at 289 Mare Island Way in Vallejo. Their Coal Shed Brewery, located at 850 Nimitz Avenue on Mare Island in Vallejo, and their First Street Tap House in Benicia, located at 440, coincidentally, First Street in Benicia. Berlinda. <laughs> oh, man. This is like, like I don't know. It's like that. It's like a, like a you know, little dream come true in the, in the beer world for me to have you know, beer in Mare Island. Taste of nostalgia. Right? Oh, my gosh. It's like, and talking history. And you know your history on this. Like, you're not just like taking advantage of like, this is like a great spot and a cheap spot. I, I don't know if it was cheap, but I'm just like, you're no. not like. There's yeah. nothing in Northern California yeah, yeah. that's cheap. But you're not, it wasn't just about like the, lo, you know, like a spot. It's a, it's a location in history for you guys and that makes it even more special i mean kent and i are both we, we love history yeah. i mean it, it, clearly we love beer but history as well i mean if if the stories need to be told i mean as as, as the easiest as it says that's why um each one of our cans do have a small quip to hopefully draw you in to learn more about what the beer is about so in so, my hand is a survivor's tale. But before we hit survivor's tale, we've been tasting... Uh, the Mertzen. The Mertzen Lager. So <laughs> tell us the story of the Mertzen Lager. The Monomoy. I think uh, we actually oh. have an event space off of our Coal Shed Brewery that is in dedication to the Monomoy. We call it the Whaleboat Room. Fortner? Well, if you... A Monomoy is a symmetrical, double-hulled ship. Think of the classic whaleboats back in Cape Cod. And for from 1850 to probably 1910, they were the primary uh, boat for get, disembarking from the ship, for going to shore, whales, um, emergency, all this different stuff. And so 
the the claim to fame, which is kind of cool because we continue this to, to this day, is on the first Saturday of October, uh, back in the day, we're talking turn of the century, 1900, the ships would have all of their whaleboats, all their monomoys, and they would lower their fastest monomoy with their fastest eight rowers, and they would have the Vallejo Cup, which was a race up and down the strait for all the glory. And so if you come to the Maryland Brewing Company, you can see in our whaleboat room, we actually have on the wall where the USS California, which is the first and only battleship ever built on Mare Island, lost to the USS Arizona, which we all know, rest in peace, is on the um, bottom of Pearl Harbor. And the we have a picture of the eight rowers from the USS Arizona with their signatures on it, all of whom perished uh, on during Pearl Harbor. And um, I can't remember, I actually can't, all of a sudden can't remember the third boat that actually won the Vallejo Cup race. But the first weekend of every Saturday, or first Saturday of every October um, nowadays, we actually still have a, a whaleboat racing association and they lend their boats out. And we have a team at the brewing company. A couple other restaurants have a team. There's a hospitality division. And we race up and down the strait as a little echo of history, a little nostalgia of what went on. And so this is a beer that's sort of dedicated to that whaleboat. There was over a thousand of these built on Mare Island. And it was just your day in, day out utility boat for the Coast Guard, for the military, and even for commercial ships back then. I love the color on this beer. Thank you. I was going to say the reason why we um, called this one the Monomoy Martson is because when we, for that Waterfront Weekend Festival, it's right around Oktoberfest. Yep. So it's a perfect <laughs> time to have uh, this beer release at that at that same time. So we released it a few weeks uh, prior and then definitely celebrate our wins with this beer. Classic Meritzen. Yeah. So nice and coppery from the malts and uh, that you would expect in an Oktoberfest Kind of like I think that's a, an adjective, <laughs> kind of beer here. Nice. And then in her Linda speak, it's <laughs> yeah. an adjective. Yes, I'm, I'm, it's definitely my wife's favorite beer, so that, yes. that's always a plus. Well, this is a good food beer as well. Absolutely, too. absolutely. Yeah, yeah so, I think this could use like I was at the worst earlier in Hillsburg where it does the say hot dogs a bratwurst. Yep, yep. So this would be a killer with a bratwurst. But in my hand, I am very intrigued. Um, there from Maryland Brewing Company here is a Survivor's Tale Pale Ale with a ship on the front. And it's about the USS in Indianapolis, 10 battle stars, overhaul at Mare Island. And I remember hearing about that story, that it was overhauled at Mare Island. Uh, delivery of parts for the little boy. And yeah, the Indianapolis story yep. does not end well. It no. does not. Two port torpedoes just after midnight. 1,906 uh, 1, sailors on that fatal voyage. Only 317 lived to tell the tale. So this is um, this is one of those things where history came and touched us. Yes. You know, as, oh. as much as as we could sit there and go through the annals of what's going on on Mare Island and make a beer for it, when we were opening up um, the tap room, I get a, a email from a young lady, and she says, you know, my name's Peggy Campos, and I'm the survivor of, uh, of uh, one of the Indianapolis survivors. I'm a daughter of one of the Indianapolis survivors, and we're having the 69th anniversary this year of the tragic event, and we would love to have Maryland Brewing Company there as a beer. Um, and this was in Indianapolis, of course, is where they had it. And we hadn't even opened our first tap room. So I'm not sure if you know how hard it is to get beer across interstate lines uh, as far yeah. as getting that far. But um, And my father was a big uh, history, uh, especially naval history buff. So I knew the story of the Indianapolis. My hair stood up on my arms. And uh, I responded back and said, 
unfortunately, we haven't even produced our first beer yet. <laughs> However, I've got our logo pint glasses coming in, and I'd love to ship some out for the remaining survivors. And so at that time, there were 32 survivors, shipped out uh, two cases for them, and they enjoyed their uh, Mare Island Brewing Company logoed glasses with some anchor steam oh, because okay. the San Francisco Bay was the theme of the, um, of the event. And apparently, all of the guys really enjoyed their time on Mare Island, which was, in fact, the last piece of U.S. soil they stepped off of before this tragic event. And there is actually a survivor who lives in Benicia, and we had him come speak at the tap room. And there was, there wasn't a dry eye in the place when he told the story. He's, it was unbelievable. He's actually the youngest survivor, and True. now the only survivor that remains. And so, um, after after the 69th event, I got a hold of Peggy and said, "Peggy, I haven't stopped thinking about what you guys wanted our beer, and I'm going to make a beer for you guys." And so, Kent's actually an English major, and we really struggled over how to how to <laughs> call this appropriately, and so. We, we labeled it Survivor Apostrophe S Tale, Survivor's Tale, and it's not about those that survived. It was about those that did survive's ability to tell the tale of those that did not. And so um, since then, we've actually done quite a few events. I actually flew out to Indianapolis for the 70th anniversary and released this beer to 500 people. In the room was also the Japanese sub-captain's wife and daughter of the, tor- of the submarine that torpedoed the ship. That's how close-knit this family is. And um, so ever since then, we now make this beer. And um, I've actually been uh, deemed an honorary survivor for, this, uh, for our efforts oh with this. And we did, a, we did a, the world premiere of a documentary about the USS Indianapolis, and we put it on at the museum, and the brewing company sponsored it. And I go in there, and I look over, and there's all these survivors and their families huddled around Ryan, and I realized he was getting a pin to, to become one an honorary survivor, which I, I think had is just no a idea was coming fantastic in. thing. Yeah, it's still, I mean, even now as we talk about it, it's not cold in here whatsoever. I, I, and I'm tearing up. Yeah, and so... So, again, you know, we might just be making beer, but that kind of history needs to carry on and be told about what these guys did. It's really, really important. Major, major naval history in our Northern California area. We're closing up with the Drive Brew Ha Ha. The Drive Brew Ha Ha brought to you by the Russian River Brewing Company and the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guests are Mare Island Brewing Company co-owners Kent Fortner and Ryan Gibbons. Mare Island Brewing has three locations for you to visit. Their Ferry Tap Room in Vallejo, their Coal Shed Brewery on Mare Island, and their First Street Tap House in Benicia. Guys, what goes on at these locations? What what will folks get when they visit you? That's a great question. I'd have to say the Ferry Tap Room being our first location has kind of got the the, the the most kind of um, fits everybody kind of fair. It has our, our largest kitchen options. We've got the fryer there, which everybody wants French fries everywhere. But um, it is a very open air. You're actually looking at 180 degree views of Mare Island, which is actually a really beautiful view. And, um, of course, if you're going to take the ferry into the city, it's always nice to stop in. We've got our MIBC burger, which is delicious, French fries, got the wings, the whole works. Poutine. The poutine is, poutine honestly, okay. it's, it's putting my kids, uh, it's putting my, my, my kids through the evenings. Um, and then over at our Coal Shed Brewery, we have our own uh, food truck over there, a little yep. lighter fare, um, some pork nachos. I, can't, I saw you having lighter fare. Our chef doesn't do anything. Like yeah, that. I was going to say. I think you were enjoying a nice uh, salad today with a, a grilled chicken I on was, there. I yeah. was. Um, New England clam chowder and bread bowls, but um, of course, a lot of area to, to, um, to have the kids out on the waterfront on your scooters or whatnot. And it's our most sort of historic spot and. Uh, 
you know, the, the food truck's fantastic, but people go there really to kind of get the beer and come to the touchstone of the of the brewery itself. I don't know if you guys know this, but Lake County has the most World War II survivors in the nation. Wow. Yeah. So I, I know, know there's a lot of families in this area and would probably really like to go there. I was telling you guys I do tours of the United States Naval War College. Took my dad to the D-Day ceremony, but there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of Navy history in California, and I think I think people would be very interested. In uh, are there tours or anything around? Like if you yeah, could, so, you can go for the day. What would what would a day if you guys were going there be like? So the the foundation does tours. I don't know the exact times off the top of my head, but Saturdays and I think there's one day during the week, and you can come and tour St. Peter's Chapel, which is the oldest naval chapel, like, oldest naval chapel in the country, and has uh, 25 Tiffany glass windows in it. It's absolutely stunning. You can do a walking tour of the island. The cemetery is there. And then after that, there's three or four different hiking trails. There's a distillery there where you can go get a shot of whiskey and uh, so chicken there's sandwich. There's a winery as well. And- there's a winery as well. And uh, and then there's the brewing company, and there's, you can walk along the waterfront. I mean, it's it's rustic. It's it's under development right now. But there is a, a sort of pioneering and artisan spirit amongst Mare Island. And we all have big plans, as does the developers. And it's, it's a really amazing energy that's going on right now. So um, for like the cemetery there, Francis, uh, Sir Francis Scott Key that wrote the Star Spangled Banner, one of his daughters is buried there at the cemetery. The oldest uh, and the like highest elevation also golf course west of the Mississippi um, uh, is actually there at Mary Island as well. It's the, the views from that golf course are absolutely amazing. Are your beers available at the golf course? I hate to say it, Helena, but the golf course actually shut down last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It did. It did. They're working on it right now. Um, There's a bunch of goats out there actually uh, chewing on all the grass to keep it all down and uh, manageable. But, um, yeah, the golf course actually, the old golf course clubhouse is still there. And I think it's 1857, if I remember right, or something like that. that It is old. Wow. Which is fantastic. So the developers are very um, historic focused. So it will be done right when it when it comes around. But like I said, there's tons of hiking trails, and that's kind of part of that system that's back. And there. then if uh, if you do get out to Mare Island, you can go over to our third location in Benicia, which over there, as far as the fair we're doing there, and kind of the uh, options we have is kind of our nicer fairs. We're doing kind of small plates and uh, more elevated uh, tapas kind of style, but well, it's a definitely full a sit down. Full Cafe. kitchen there, um, still without a fryer, which kind of always puts everybody down. But she didn't want to burn down the house, so she forbid us from having a yeah, fire. Yeah, our land, landlord uh, does that. But uh, the, the, the beauty is, is that every location has a little bit of history to, to kind of go with what the, the brand is doing. And our chef actually used to work at Charlie Palmer, but his uh, steakhouse, he's super classically trained. But his dad worked on Mare Island, and he, he lived in Vallejo. And so he came down, and he interviewed for the job, and he said, I, I need this job. I want this job. And so we've had a lot of people that come to us because of the spirit of what we do, which is really I was, heartwarming. I was also going to say, like Herlinda here, you know, um, I mean, obviously didn't know that you had such a tie to Mare Island until you uh, were knocking down our email and our, our voicemail about this. But the other thing is, is, you know, we don't promote in Connecticut, but we get calls from Connecticut All of, the time. of somebody who says, hey, my favorite uncle used to um, be on Mare Island. It's, it's, it's his favorite time in his, his life and was just doing some research for his birthday and see that you guys have a brewery and love to get a t-shirt out here. And at the same time can i get some hydraulic sandwich uh, ipa sent across <laughs> and so you know again we're not we're not advertising in in connecticut so mare island's story resonates across all the country it's it's pretty in, in, amazing yeah well let's tell one more story about the beers we are tasting general order number 99 
Yes, you are, and are, are um, and good presence here. The General Order 99, as far as a beer goes, I'll let uh, Kent jump into the story of the history, but General Order 99 as a beer for us is our finest brew that we do. We actually take our porter recipe and then we age it in barrels and we split it between some Savage and Cook uh, whiskey barrels and also take some uh, Pinot Noir barrels from Kent's Road 31 program and age them for six months and then blend it together and bottle condition it to perfection, if you will, um, until it's just right. And the story behind General Order. So General Order number 99 was issued by Josephus Daniels, who was the Secretary of the Navy, and it officially banned alcohol from all naval bases and within five miles of naval bases to try and reel in the sailors and their debauchery. <laughs> and if you've ever heard the term Cup of Joe, which I'm sure yeah. you have, that's a not-so-complimentary salute to Josephus Daniels for suddenly making uh, caffeine or coffee the uh, most potent drink on the ship back in the day. But we like to say that we have, uh, we have unofficial officially rescinded General Order number 99, and we are now making a beer named At least on Mare Island. At least on Mare Island. (laughs) And that order was issued in 1914. That's correct. And his assistant secretary of the Navy was uh, FDR at the time. Prior to uh, wheelchair. Yeah. And so this brew is actually only and mostly available to our our beer club, which we call our Yardbird Beer Club. Our Yardbirds, um, which is a term of what the sailors would call the civilians that worked on on a shipyard, that that is who we call our uh, our beer club members as yardbirds, and so we we produce this every fall and release it in our yardbird release, and um, we've been doing so since 2015, and they age fantastic. And the so yardbird- if somebody is a member. Will you send the beer that's allowed to be sent out? We'll, like, we'll send it to you, but uh, you really want to come to the Yardbird pickup right. party. Like they a, are legendary. Around the country, though, like. uh, that's a little tricky at times. Um, it kind of depends on where and how. But um, in California, no problem. And you got to come to the Yardbird pickup parties. The Yardbird parties are legendary. Yes, well, for sure. Like and so th- what you guys are enjoying is the one we just um, actually bottled up in fall. So it's not so aged, but at the same time, still super tasty with the uh Oh, the blend you can taste it. the barrel. Oh, you can taste that barrel. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing when we barrel age anything, uh, uh, whiskey, what, whatnot, I, I really feel when you do a whiskey-aged beer, everyone leaves the whiskey in there that you get, and it just becomes a whiskey-flavored beer. And for us, we, we take that out because we want the essence in there, and that's kind of what we're, we're playing with here. You've got the pinot wood and the whiskey in here. And Herletta, you went to the Mare Island uh, School? Elementary. There is a bunker right next to it that is where we age this beer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Our guests have been Kent Fortner and Ryan Gibbons, co-owners of the Mare Island Brewing Company. For more information as far as the locations, their times, their menus, their beers, visit their website, mareislandbrewingcompany.com. Guys, thanks for coming in. Thank Absolutely. You. There's also a beer finder on our webpage if you need to find us here locally because oh, we do go. distribute yeah. here locally. Thanks for driving home with us. Yeah, All thanks right. for having us. That's it for your drive brouhaha.